You are listening to the Pursuit Church Essay Podcast. We are a group of imperfect, real people on a mission to pursue God and love people. From wherever you are listening, we hope that you are encouraged by this week's message. God's presence is already in this place. I want you to know that you're here for a reason, by the way. God woke you up today. That's right. And he brought you here to Pursuit Church this specific day, September 25th, 2022. There's a reason you're here today. We welcome you. First of all, if you're new to Pursuit Church, if you've been coming for a minute, that's great too. We welcome you. We welcome everybody. Welcome. This is my wife, Pastor Karen Stephen. Let's give it up for Pastor Karen. Come on. Good morning. And for those of you that may be new, my name is Bob Stephen. Together we we pastor uh, the church here along with uh, just some uh, wonderful, beautiful leaders uh, that God has sent here. And and, uh, we're just so excited about what God is doing. You know, today we're starting a a sermon series that I believe is going to change some people's lives. Uh, I'm just going to tell you, you may have heard me say this before, but a great message always starts with the messenger and God's been working on us. Matter of fact, I, I safe to say some of you guys may or may not know this. Most of the messages that we get up here and preach, whether individually or together, we actually work on them together. Okay. We actually, God gives us different things. We, we say in that process, uh, so that, that'd be worth a podcast by the way, for y'all to no, see the process <laughs> about what that looks like. Because, first of all, we're both very opinionated people. I'm just keeping it real here, right? I have strong opinions. My beautiful bride definitely has strong opinions about what God is sharing with us, right? And so when we put a message together, there's a lot of back and forth. Well, wait a minute. I think this is, you know, no, we should go there. And let me tell you what, there's a lot of negotiation going on between us and God, Yeah. right? Safe to say, I don't think we have ever had as much, what's the word, babe? Intense fellowship. Intense fellowship. (laughs) Not because we don't, matter of fact, let me say this, because I think we both recognize how important what we're going to talk about is. A weighty subject. It's weighty. Yeah. It's heavy. But I'm telling you, there's hope. Man, there's so much hope. And that's, I think, what we're excited about. That's why we believe this series is going to help so many people. It's going to help us, and it's going to help you. Babe, would you just pray for us to start this? Yeah, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you that you are here now in our presence, Lord. We know that you're a holy God, so we just, we are very grateful. We are, um, we are humbled, and we are thankful, Father, that you are here in our midst, Lord. We know that... um, When we came to gather this morning, you invited us. You called us to worship. And when we came together, Father, you're here. So thank you for your presence. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit will work through our minds, work through our voices. Father, um, the very breath that you give us, Lord, use it and have your way. Father, we submit our mind, our will, and our emotions, our vocal cords, our lungs. We submit them to you, Father. Speak through us. Push us out of the way, God, and let every single word that comes out of our mouth, house today, honor you, bring you glory, 
and change us all from the inside out. Give us ears to hear, Lord, what you would speak to us. And we thank you ahead of time, and we just bless your holy name. In the mighty name, the name above all names, in the name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 All right. So here's what we're going to do for the next six weeks. We are going to be in a sermon series called Missing Peace. And that's peace, P-E-A-C-E. Some of you that have been around long enough, you recognize that 70s peace sign, right? <laughs> Come on, you've got to be over 40 at least to know that. It's a pretty cool graphic. Actually, my, my bride came up with that. I, I thought it was genius. So here's the thing. You know, when Pastor Karen and I first got married, we had four teenagers living in the house. Mm. Okay, we're, we're a blended family, for those of you who may, may not know that. So when we got married, we had four teenagers in the house. Now, three of them girls yeah Woo. man I've always considered myself to be a pretty uh, positive person positive outlook on life you know those of you that know me pretty well I, you know I think you'd probably uh, hopefully agree that that's kind of my general outlook but man when you're in a house with three four teenagers three of them girls uh, that can be pretty draining <laughs> pretty challenging I'm just keeping it real here now, on top of that, at the time, we were just obviously newly married, so we were blending family. We had a lot of stuff going on, y'all, a lot of stuff. I mean, just, you know, difficulties, blending, this whole thing. So, you know, because I'm a positive person, I never really thought that I would deal with any kind of mental breakdown or mental health. I, to me, man, that was for somebody else. I, that ain't my deal. Man, I'm good. I'm positive. Mental health problems, mental issues. Yeah, other people have that. It's not me. Well, tell you what, I found myself very quickly with anxiety, fear, worry. But I just kept going. I just kind of you know, just trudge along. You know, I'm going to keep working, be there for my family. And I tried to keep it all together. But, you know, there's just sometimes I would say, man... I just can't keep going like this. There's, something's got to give. Have you ever felt like that? In times in your life you've ever felt that way? You know, you're still on the outside. Everything's looking good. You're smiling, showing up to work, doing all these cool things. But on the inside, you're struggling. On the inside, you're struggling. If that's you today, actually, you're not alone. You know that one in five people actually struggle pretty severely with mental issues. That's right. And so in the next six weeks, we're going to talk about mental health. We're going to address some of the real issues that a lot of us have struggled with. Things like anxiety, worry, fear, depression, and healing from trauma. And also we're going to talk about how to beat burnout. And our prayer in this series is two things. First, that we'll all get a realization that there are real mental health issues that we struggle with. Amen. That's the first part. And the second part of the prayer is that we are praying that lives are going to be changed and that we'll all Amen. come out of this healthier in our come minds. On. That's, that's worth clapping for. Anybody want to get healthier in your mind? Amen. Well, you know, 
there was a time not too long ago when mental health wasn't really something you talked about. I mean, it just really wasn't brought up. And I know that even now in some cultures, it's still kind of a taboo subject. You don't really talk about it. You know, you just press through. It's like, oh, you know, it'll be all right. And you, you tell yourself that you don't really struggle with these things because it's not considered something that you should be talking about, right? But we're going to talk about it. We're going to go there because we know that there is healing in revealing. What you keep hidden, what you won't address, will not get healed. You will not get free of that. So we're going to go there. We're going to go there as a church family, and we're going to go there led by Jesus in love, with grace and mercy, and we're going to get free. We're going to get some healing. And you know, to start off, we're going to start with exposing two dangerous myths about mental health. And before we start off, I just need to tell you guys, give you a disclaimer, we're not psychotherapists. We're not psychologists, we're not MDs, but we've been on the planet a while. We've been on the planet a while. I mean, we have our own unique qualifications, but we're not experts. I have a degree in psychology and human science, and I've worked in social services for many, many years. Pastor Bob, he's been through seminary, and together we've counseled a lot of people for many, many years. But beyond that, We've gone through, and as we were prepping for the message, I was like, wow, we've actually gone through every single one of the five major life stressors that there are. Do y'all know that? There's actually five major life stressors for all of us. And they're divorce, job loss, major illnesses, moving, losing a parent. We have had to do all of that. They're um, major life stressors we've been through. Plus, on top of that, we've raised eight kids into adulthood and kind of walked with them through some of their own struggles. So we've been through a lot and we've seen a lot, but we are not standing up here as experts with all the answers. We'll be the first to tell you we don't have all the answers, but we're going to go with this topic from more of a spiritual perspective, from God's perspective. Because God does have a perspective about mental health. So let's look at that perspective. If you have your Bibles or turn to the screens, 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says this. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, that word soul simply means your mind, your will, and your emotions. And there are many places in the Bible that talk about your soul. So let me say this. Your mental health matters to God. Your mental health matters to God. But what is mental health? Again, we're not psychologists or therapists or any of that. But here's what we can discern Mental health is at least these three things, emotional, psychological, and social well-being. Let me say that again if you're taking notes. Emotional, psychological, and social well-being. But here's the thing. Mental health is also subject to change. Yeah, and all that really means is that you can be mentally healthy one minute, But then you go through a a life change, a major life change, maybe trauma or your body changes. And, you know, newsflash for some of the younger folk, that's going to happen. As you get older, your body will change and that can throw you off. So 
mental health, when you start off, you may be okay. You go through some kind of change, and then all of a sudden, you're not so mentally healthy. It changes. It's fluid. And mental health is vital. Our good mental health is vital because it affects how you think, which affects how you feel, which impacts how you act. And it also determines how you handle stress, like how you cope with life's issues. And it even affects how you relate to people. Mental health, our good mental health is so important because it impacts the choices you make. It also impacts how you bounce back from a difficult situation or how you don't bounce back. And scripture addresses all of these things. All throughout the Bible, it talks about these kind of things. So we're going to talk about it too. We're going to get real. We're going to talk about it for the next few weeks with the hope and the prayer that lives will change. And again, we'll all walk out of here mentally healthy in our minds. So here's what today is about. Today is laying a foundation. We're going to lay a foundation for this series by exposing two myths about mental health. Two myths. The first myth is this. Christians aren't supposed to struggle with mental health. Christians aren't supposed, that's a myth. Because whether you realize it or not, folks, just because you accept Jesus doesn't mean all your mental health or issues go away. Jesus is, to be clear, Jesus is the answer for everything. So let me, I'm a pastor, I'm a preacher, I'm a believer in Jesus. Jesus is the answer. But, but, just because you're a Christian, just because you accept Jesus, all of your problems don't magically go away. You know that boss you got trouble with? Your boss don't get fixed when you get saved. That's right. (laughs) You know those other stressors of life? Like your bank account doesn't just all of a sudden fill up. Yeah. That anxiety and worry that you have, it may not necessarily go away right away. Okay? Just because we have Jesus doesn't mean we don't struggle with some of these mental health issues. In fact, you could be sitting on the front row right here, yeah. singing, worshiping, paying your tithing, serve, doing everything, and yet you can still suffer from a panic attack. Do you know that? Come on. Come on. So don't buy into this idea or this myth that we as Christians don't struggle with mental health issues. That's a myth. Yeah, because if you look at the Bible, some of the heroes of the Bible, they had their own mental health issues that they dealt with from time to time. Look at Elijah. Elijah was this great prophet, right? He called down fire from heaven, burned up all these false prophets. And before that, he actually single-handedly destroyed, annihilated, killed 400 other false prophets. But even after all of that, he still struggled with loneliness and even depression. And then our friend King David. How many many people know about King David in a little bit? Well, go read the book of Psalms. That's it. That, that's a homework assignment for you, by the way. But here's King David. He's referred to in the book of Acts chapter 13 as a man after God's own heart. Anybody ever hear that before? If you haven't, that's the way he's described. A man after God's own heart, yet he himself battled deep despair. In fact, in the Psalms, David would ask God questions like this. Where are you? Why have you abandoned me? Why are you hiding your face from me? 
All of those things I read, you can find David asking God in the book of Psalms. And then there was another prophet named Jeremiah. Maybe you've heard of him. Jeremiah was referred to as, those of you that know, the weeping prophet. Yeah. The weeping prophet. Why? Because he battled loneliness. He battled depression. In fact, it got so bad for Jeremiah. In chapter 20 of Jeremiah, he says, why was I even born? I regret being even born. That's what Jeremiah said. That's true. That's actually fact. The Bible is so full of stories that when you read them, you see they struggled with the same things that you and I struggle with. It's real. And so we would, we would admonish you to open up the Bible, get a translation you can understand if you haven't already, and read some of these stories. Some of them are, are really deep. But it, it helps assure you that they've gone through the same things that we may be dealing with. And, you know, I know how it is. If you're struggling in your mind and, you know, some things, sometimes you don't even know what to do. And the last thing you want to hear is, oh, you just need more God. You, you don't have Come enough on. faith. Well, yeah, you need God, but you also might need to get some sleep. Ooh. I mean, I know for me, if I don't get enough sleep, uh-uh, I get cranky. I can't even think straight sometimes. He'll be talking to me. I'll be like, wait, what did you just say to me? Literally, I remember, well, that's another story. Anyway, <laughs> sometimes you just need to get some sleep. Turn off the TV. Stop reading Facebook. Get some rest. In Psalm 4.8, it says that the Lord lets us lie down and sleep in peace because he keeps us safe. So he made, God made our bodies to need sleep. So maybe just get some sleep. We need a good night rest. Maybe, maybe you need to eat better. Stop drinking all that coffee all day. Stop reading every single news feed that you see on social media or on TV. Look, let me just tell you this. If you struggle with anxiety, Two things you need to let go of real fast. A lot of coffee and the news. Because the news will jack you up so fast if you're already struggling with anxiety. Absolutely. And here's the other thing. Let's, even if you have a lot of friends, you can still struggle with loneliness. Yeah. Even if you have a lot of friends. Because, you know, maybe you just need some other kind of friends, right? Now, I know we have all of our, our, our good time friends, right? There's, hey, let's just go hang out. Let's do some stuff. Okay, but... What about those friends that you really could use that know how to go to God for their own struggles? What about those friends that you need in your life that know how to pray for you and battle darkness on your behalf? You need those kind of friends too. Just remember this. If you're struggling with any kind of a mental issue, it's really best to take what we call a holistic approach. And that approach was actually described in the scripture that we read in First Thessalonians. What does it say? Spirit, soul, and body. Yeah. God wants and has a holistic solution for you. Yeah, and a holistic approach is basically absolutely bring God into the mix. That's your first stop. Go to God, bring him into the mix But you know what? You might need to go to the doctor too. I mean, there may be some kind of imbalance somewhere. I I really want to, I say this from my heart, y'all. Sometimes you can pray and pray and pray and you don't see relief because there's something going on physically. I mean, that happened to me, I don't know, maybe 14, 15 years ago. (laughs) Our house was fun back then. (laughs) And I don't know, 
I, I had so much stress going on, so many things going on. And I remember at one point, I thought I was losing my mind. Any little thing would set me off. I'd start screaming and hollering. And the girls were like, Mom, you are psycho. And I felt like it. I felt like I was losing my mind. And then there would be other times... I'd be just, for no reason, just start crying and and weeping. And I was unconsolable. It felt like the whole world was just falling apart around me. It was just really dramatic. So I thought, I I was talking to him about it one day, and I said, babe, there's something wrong. He said, yeah, there's something wrong. You you might need to go see somebody. (laughs) See somebody. (laughs) So I did. I went to the doctor, and sure enough, I had some kind of hormonal imbalance thing going on. And it wasn't just affecting my body physically. It was affecting my mind. And I'm sharing that with you because, look, I, I was a Christian. I was reading my Bible every day, praying, praying for other people, battling the forces of darkness on behalf of other people. And they were seeing breakthrough. I was serving. I was doing everything a Christian does, right? I was living my life for God. But I'm telling you this because sometimes we're going to struggle. And we need other kinds of help. We might need to get a doctor involved. Just because you feel depressed or you even have panic attacks or you feel lonely or you're suffering with mental exhaustion, it doesn't mean you're not a Christian. It just means you're human. And that is so right. So getting help isn't really a sign of weakness. It's a sign of wisdom. Yeah. Let me say that again. Getting help isn't a sign of weakness. It's a sign of wisdom. So maybe you've ruled out physical issues. Maybe you feel like you're doing pretty good, uh, you know, spiritually, and your health is pretty good, and yet you still are struggling in your mind. If that's you, then maybe it's time to go seek the help of a Christian counselor. Now, I'm not talking about a secular counselor who says, I'm Christian, eh, that's one thing. A Christian counselor is always going to point you to the Bible. Yeah. That's where the real answers, in fact, it's not in our notes, but if you look at any good psychology, it has its roots in biblical principle. Yep, that's right. Okay? That's right. And here's the thing the Christian counselor is going to do. They're going to point you to the Bible, but they aren't there just to validate your feelings, okay? They're there to show you that your feelings actually shouldn't be your ultimate guide because our feelings change, and they change a lot, okay? So mental health issues are real, Mm -hmm. and if you have them, understand seeking help is not weakness, that's right. It's wisdom. That's right. Don't buy into the myth that Christians shouldn't struggle, that we shouldn't struggle with mental health. Don't buy into that myth. Yeah, you know, the other myth that is very dangerous regarding mental health is to think that God doesn't care about your mental health. That's a lie. He does care. He cares about all of our, our being. But, you know, it can be kind of easy sometimes to think that. You know, I've, I've heard people tell me they've come for prayer and say, you know, I don't, I don't really want to bother God with this. Bother God with what? If you're his child and you're struggling, he's there waiting for you to come to him. He's waiting for that. God does care about our mental health. He cares about all of us. He created us in his image. It's a whole package. And our mental health is very important to God. 
And we can absolutely take our concerns to him because you know what? He's just as concerned about your anxiety as he is about a child that's suffering with cancer. Amen. Amen. Romans 12, what is it? Uh, 2.11, Romans 2.11 says that God does not show partiality. He's no respecter of persons. And if you need convincing that God is concerned about your mental health, just go look at the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms is full of examples of, of things like worry, fear, anxiety, depression. So when you're struggling with fear, anxiety, the book of Psalms tells us God is a strong tower, a fortress, a very present help in time of need. If you're depressed, Psalm 139.8 says, God is always with you, even in the pit of hell. I'm going to tell you right now, if you're struggling with depression, and I know this firsthand, if you're struggling with depression, it can feel like you are living in hell. Well, guess what? God's right there with you. He's right there. He absolutely cares about our mental health. So when you're struggling in your mind, take it to God. And you know what? Don't think you have to sugarcoat it or downplay it. And don't think you have to beg God. You just tell God exactly how you feel. Sometimes you don't even know what to say. It sounds like, oh, God, help me. God, help me. Just cry out. Cry out. Pour out your heart to him. If you need to cry out like one of those ugly cries, cry out to God. He's concerned. And let me just tell you this. Sometimes crying can be cleansing. Amen. Can I, can I tell you about the kind of God that we serve? There's a scripture that says he holds your tears in his hand. Yeah. There's another scripture that says he knows every hair on your head. He has them counted and numbered. Does that sound like a God that doesn't care? Trust me, God knows. He knows how you feel. Yep, he does. You're not going to shock him or surprise him when you go to him. In fact, Jesus in Matthew eleven twenty eight said this. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you what? Rest. This tells us that God truly wants us to bring to him our burdens, our heavy burdens. Burdens of fear, of worry, of sadness, of depression, all these things. My friends, God cares about your mental health. God deeply cares cares about it. Now, of course, there are other people that have different issues than you, but notice what the scripture said. God doesn't classify or qualify what or who. Jesus said, come to me, all of you, all of you. He didn't qualify it. He didn't say only these people come. No, Jesus said all of you. That's an invitation. That's an invitation Come to me. Jesus is inviting you to bring your health, your mental health struggles to him because he cares. He cares about us. You know, when we cry out to God from a broken heart or even a troubled mind, he hears us. Psalm 34 says, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the Christian spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. And JP, if you come play. Friend, 
I just want to let you know, God can handle your stuff. And like, like Pastor Bob said earlier, it's not a shock or a surprise. He already knows. He knows what we're thinking, and he knows how we feel. And he has invited you to come boldly, not begging. Come boldly. Bring your problems to him because he wants to carry those burdens away. In fact, he gives us an exchange. He'll exchange the turmoil, the confusion, the anguish. He wants to exchange that for his peace. And it's a real peace. It's a peace that only comes from God Almighty. It's a peace that allows you to stay calm and grounded and rooted when all these thoughts are swirling around in your mind. But the key, the key to that perfect peace is to keep your heart and your mind fixed on God. It's peace. It's a measurable, perfect, perfect peace. It's the shalom peace of God. It's a very different kind of peace. It's not the peace the world gives you. It's not a, a moment of happiness. It's, not, it's, it's peace. It's immeasurable. And it only comes from God. And you know, that's the peace that we need. That's the peace we need in our minds. And that's the peace we need in our hearts when we're struggling mentally. When we have fear, anxiety, or depression, we need that perfect peace. You know, I, I just want to pray for everybody. If you could just take a minute, bow your head, close your eyes, and let me, just, let me just pray for you. I know that there are some people here, and maybe you're struggling. Maybe you're struggling with anxiety or fear, maybe depression. Um, maybe you're worried about something. If that's you, I, I, God has the answer to that. You know, maybe, maybe you've got something going on in your head and you really just can't identify. You don't know what to label it. You know, just life just feels overwhelming right now. You know, maybe your, your marriage might be strained or maybe the kids are fearful. You know, the worries of life are, are weighing heavy on your heart. You're not sure what's going on, but your mind is not settled. I want to pray for that. I want to pray for our minds. I want to pray for our hearts and our minds to stay fixed on God. Heavenly Father, we come to you now. And first, we thank you for being here with us. We thank you for speaking to us, Lord. And I just ask that you clear out all the fog right now. Whatever's going on in the minds of your people here today, Lord, clear out the fog, quiet the storm, speak peace be still to the storms that are raging in our heads, Lord. Give us peace. Father, show us areas in our, in our hearts and in our lives that, are, that need to be surrendered to you, Lord. Show us areas that you want to change. God, show us what we need to surrender to you, Lord. And then just give us the courage and the ability to surrender that to you, Lord. Father, if we need to go to counseling, Lord, if someone here needs to go to counseling, open their eyes and show them and then direct their feet to the right Christian counselor for them. As I know that you have ordered our steps, Father. Your word says that you've ordered our steps so you know where we are and you know what we need. Put our steps on the right path to the counselor that may be needed in this moment. 
Father, bring our hearts and our minds back into alignment with your good and perfect will for our lives. And bless those here, Father. Bless them with your shalom peace. Give us your guidance. And thank you, Father. Thank you for hearing us. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Now, with every eye still closed, every head bowed, if you're here today and you want that peace that only Jesus can give, and maybe you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, you see that life is getting harder and you know that you need help, you need a Savior to save you and guide you. And if that's you today, if you're ready to surrender all of your own best efforts and finally allow a loving, beautiful Father to gently lead you and guide you, all you have to do is say this simple prayer with us. And everyone else, if, if you've already prayed this prayer at some time in your life, beautiful, you're, you're in God's family. But in support of those that are making that decision for the first time, would you all just pray with us together? Just repeat these words. I ask you to forgive me, Jesus. I repent of my sin. Wash me clean. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. If God is transforming your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by partnering with us today. You can give at PursuitChurchSA.com slash give. Thank you for listening and remember to follow us to enjoy more messages like this.